Well, it's about that time for Ready, Set, Real Estate. So excited to share with you that I was featured on the new Black Wall Street with my brother and friend, Evan Jefferson. I was featured as one of the queens, if you will, as part of his special show, Black Woman Wednesday. And with that, we wanted to make sure that we were able to share the invaluable content that I covered on student loans, OPM, credit reporting, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. What's going on? Thanks so much for joining, man. While you guys are connecting, go ahead and say, uh, let us know where you're connecting from, what city, what state. We'll get started in just a second. What city, what state? What country, quite possibly? What's going on, Melanie Peters? Vet Mo. Vet Mo. Thanks so much for joining. And uh, we'll go here. All right, and then let's get this show on the road. Economic empowerment, real tips, insight on the new Black Wall Street. It's on the new Black Wall Street. It's your host. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street. We present a special uh, for you on Black Woman Wednesday. That's right, Black Woman Wednesday. This is just our time where we uh, share our appreciation and our love for the black women in our community. Of course, we got so many phenomenal sisters uh, that are absolutely doing their thing. I, I get a chance once a week to kind of just bring some that I know to the forefold and uh, let you guys be uh, be uh, give, just give you a chance to, to know them. But of course, in the comments below, what we'd like for you to do is go ahead and let us know uh, what you love and appreciate about the black woman. This is our time to actually have a praise part, time for us to uplift and inspire, encourage, and all that good stuff. And quite honestly, guys, if this was something that was going to be negative, it'd probably be a whole bunch of people that are watching. But because we're going to do something positive, I, what I found is that we have to be a part of the change that we like to see. If we want our culture to change, then we must be the person that changes it first. It starts with I, and then it goes to we. Uh, let me say that again for the people in the back. It starts with I, then it goes to we. What I found is that too many of us are waiting on somebody else to do something instead of us doing it ourselves. And that seems to be the biggest dilemma, the biggest issue, the biggest problem as it relates to the black community. Uh, but uh, we can begin to solve that today. We can be our own media. Uh, we can make this something like this go viral if we like to do that, if that's important to us, that, to, that, that we uh, share the good news. So to speak, and so I want to I want to make sure that you're a part of that. So thanks so much for being us here with us here tonight on Black Woman Wednesday. This is also brought to you by the Black Billionaires Club. That's right, the Black Billionaires Club. You have an opportunity to be a part of that, where we have financial literacy nights each and every week. We have personal development nights each and every week, investment education nights, which is actually going to be tonight after this show each and every week, and then also business development nights each and every week as well. So you have an opportunity to learn about money. You have an opportunity to learn how to make your money work for you. You have an opportunity to become the best version of yourself that you can be. You also have the opportunity to build a business or expand your brand and learn how to do that in a way that you can go from small business to big business. 
all for as little as twenty dollars a month you have that opportunity it's all about what you decide to do with that twenty dollars now most of us are gonna keep spending it and uh you know, kind of letting it fly away only a few of us are actually going to invest it and become the best version of ourselves that we can be you can simply go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com learn more about it make a financial decision that can change your life forever if you're watching right now you're uh, connect, you are already bbc remember go ahead and put in console hashtag bbc that's right hashtag bbc of course i'm ergj a certified financial educator let's see who's here today you got vet mose up in house hello to your brother thanks so much for joining i think this is a brother thanks so much for joining Mel melody peters in the house thanks so much for joining I got cincinnati representing miami representing miss vivian reed from uh new york is in the house thanks so much for joining us here tonight on the new black wall street and the black and black woman wednesday that's right it is wednesday if it is wednesday what a wonderful wednesday it is and we got a wonderful show lined up for you tonight we're actually going to be having a little conversation about real estate and this whole thing called graduating with real estate so i'm excited to talk about that oh sister i'm sorry vetmo sister what's going on sister <laughs> that's right in the comments below man go ahead and let us know uh what you appreciate what you love about the black woman as we bring our guest on here tonight, we've got a special guest with us, my sister, uh, all the way on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, but we do, uh-oh. Okay, here she go, coming back. Hopefully she's coming back. She's been having a problem with her camera, by the way, so that's why we took, we was a little bit late uh, getting started, and it looks like her, oh, there she go. All right, it's back. She might be having some internet issues. I'm not quite sure. All right, she's back, man. Let me go ahead and bring in my sister from the West Coast. Of course, I'm on the East Coast. We still do damage together because we rock and we work together. Man, my sister, Miss uh, Lisa Puerto, is in the building. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phenomenal day on this phenomenal planet. What's going on, sister? Yes, it is indeed. Hello, beautiful souls. I should say beautiful billionaires. Yes, it is. It is a productive and a beautiful day on this phenomenal planet. Evan, how are you? Man, I'm doing absolutely phenomenal, man. It's a, it's a great day to be here, a great day to be alive. This is uh, what we do. Uh, thanks so much for being here, man. There's some people that might be connected to us here today that don't quite know who you are. This could be their first time being introduced to all that deliciousness over there. If you could let people know who you are, uh, what you do, and why you do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. So for those of you who are new to me, say hi, say hello. I am Lisa Porto, also known as Super Agent. I'm an international speaker, public educator, agent trainer, and active licensed California real estate professional, creator and founder of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, which is our country's first real estate focused nonprofit for the youth and young adults. I teach, we teach, we seek to empower our youth ages 11 and up with real estate terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. I'm also a host of Ready, Set, Real Estate, which is our feature show on our radio podcast that is also available everywhere. And I also do personal development through our uh, bonus series called Shift Your Thinking and creator and founder of many things, Property Owners EDU. I can go on and on, webinars, workshops. So if you don't know, you better know. <laughs> you ever, you ever, you ever, Lisa, you ever thought, of course, this is my sister, man, we just have candid conversation. You guys get an opportunity to, um, to 
what I call next level conversation. You get a chance to be a part of this tonight, and so I'm excited about that. I, well, as you were listening to that stuff, I was like, do you ever feel like, dang, you know, the list just keeps going on and on? I, yes. <laughs> my goodness, we done created and done built so much stuff that the list just kind of it never ends, man. That's absolutely right. Incredible. I can't imagine if I had to have somebody read my my bio. Like I don't even know where to stop. <laughs> right, and 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 that's funny because I thought about the other day as I was like I was creating a presentation, and I'm finding myself truncating, like making the list smaller. But let me say this for those of you who are listening, let's get rid of that old massive mentality because we have to let people know who we are and what we have accomplished, and that is one of the things that I keep. Uh, stepping more into because it's easy to shy away. And I think that's just genetic, you know, uh, especially as a people of color, our parents, our ancestors would keep, you know, we say, oh, no, he don't know nothing. She don't know nothing. She just dumb anyway. That was a way to protect us from the slave master so they wouldn't beat us and kill us. And so that has been genetically passed down. I, you know, it, for those of you, like Evan said, he already gave the disclaimer. We go into these next level conversations. But that's that's the mindset that as I'm as I'm creating, right? Um, I'm on book number six or seven that is sold, that is published and sold internationally. Uh, I've wrote the first real estate book for the youth in the country. Uh, sold my first UK copy. Uh, sold my first Italy copy this year, and I continue to do so much. And and it's exactly what you said. I I kind of find myself retreating. Because I say, oh, well, you know, Lisa, you, you're vice chair of this, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're creating that. But you know what? I go back to what Evan likes to say is that we all we got. <laughs> we all we got, man. So, yeah, absolutely phenomenal list of accomplishments, things, list of things that you're, uh, that you're currently doing, you're still doing, and you still create. I mean, uh, you know, that, that. That ceremony gonna be very long when it when it when, 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 when you up, man. That ceremony gonna be long, man. And 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 you know what? Here here's why for me. Um, I live life in the end, and and I live life in the end because I'm already. I know what my epitaph is gonna say. I know what it's gonna read. I'm okay with that. And so at this time, I'm having fun. It, there are those challenges that you and I discuss, and it, it's uh, continually staying staying the course, moving forward. And a lot of it, at least at this point in time, I'm exploring how much of this journey, how much of it am I perceiving to be challenging? How much is it me? And how much is it Because when you are on that road to multimillionaire and billionaire, uh, you and I know that that world gets smaller, right? There aren't going to be too many like-minded individuals. Sometimes people think you're consumed so much with money, but it's not so much that. It's everything that we create, we're a byproduct of that. And it's also being mindful of what you're creating is, you know, is it a true benefit? Is it is it a true benefit? Is it for you? Uh, are you doing it for ego? And I, 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 I always think about people who kind of publish books and put their faces on the book cover. And I go, well, did you write the book for, did you write the book for the people or did you write it for yourself? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, absolutely, man. I mean, it, it comes down to, uh, uh, you know, once people begin to understand the, the, the transfer of wealth, once people get to understand things and they, uh, then they get to another space where it's all about how much value can you give? And, and so I, I kind of always you know, kind of look at it like, well, um, how much am I going, how much value am I going to give? And the, and the answer should be for most people, for everybody, as much as I can. And yeah. I ain't, I ain't, I haven't quite got to the inexhaustible stage. I haven't got to the place where I don't have more to give. So 
Uh, way more value coming out of uh, coming out of me. Way more value coming out of you. Coming out of you, and it's, it just comes down to doing giving as much value as you can, and the money just happens to follow. Uh, right. The money comes with the value that you provide. The money comes with the solutions that you, uh, the problems that you solve. The money comes right. to those people, and uh, because we are we are uh, we are problem solvers. We are we are question answerers. We are. Uh, change agents, and so uh, yeah. that's just the, the 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 natural progression of the cash flow of the money flow into the hands of the people who are going to make the difference. Uh, and that's what it comes. To. Everybody putting cash on make a difference. It goes into the hands of the people who are going to make the difference, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really have anything to do with uh, you know your vocation, and, you know, because there are millionaires and billionaires in every type of every walk of life, every type of business uh, that there is. But your focus. This has to be real estate. I mean, I, I haven't really talked to many people. I mean, who I mean, when it comes to real estate, I mean, you go all in, man. What is this uh, passion or uh, you know for real estate and and obviously with the things you've done with um, you know writing a book for the kids and the youth. I mean, where did this this real passion? When did you discover it? Where did it come from as it relates to real estate and the youth, the next generation? So in two thousand eight. Uh, you know, as the, in 2008, we had the financial housing crisis. We had the financial crisis, m- housing mortgage debacle. And I realized uh, at that time, post that, I was consulting a lot of people on healing what happened. Uh, and it was interesting because I said, you know, we're going to keep repeating these same cycles. And I, I'm finding that people are, are getting into the same scenarios, right? And it comes from not knowing about loan terms, not knowing the language, not knowing the, the 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 jargon is what we call it, right? The real estate language. And for me, I said, well, we've got to take a step back. And that step backward, really more, more so does so many steps forward, is actually looking at a different demographic, a different group. And that was the youth. Uh, I know there's that saying that says, you know, I don't know it off the top of my head and I'm going to memorize this, but it, it's like, you know, when, you, when you're talking about legacy and lifetimes, it's you teach children. And so for us, we, we are grooming the next generation. A lot of the work that I'm doing, and, and, and I, it's one of those things that I ask myself and I challenge other people, whatever you're doing now, would you still be doing that uh, if your market is not, has not yet been born? Would you be doing what you're doing now if this, the, the people that are in the benefit are not yet born? And so when I look at there are people immediately that are benefiting from it, and that's introducing terms, real estate, uh, real estate terms and concepts in a very simple way. I mean, written at a sixth, seventh grade reading level, it was co-edited with my book. Uh, the, the book was co-edited with my daughter, who was 12 at the time, uh, seventh grade. And I remember someone said, you know what, the best books are written at a seventh grade reading level because that is the average uh, reading level for people across the country. And that's when I knew I was onto something. And my passion really just started to, <laughs> started to really show and shine, Evan, by when people told me that it could not be done. When they said kids don't want to learn this, or, uh, you know, kids can't buy houses, that's when I realized that I was onto something very special. And I knew that I was the answer to 
what everyone is saying they wish they knew, wish someone taught them real estate in high school or middle school. And, and that wish, I wish, I wish became in the form of Real Estate 100, which is our movement, our book series, and, and now our nonprofit organization, Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. And that passion just continues to, to really move forward. When I really now had the benefit to uh, travel places I would have never traveled before, I've come out uh, to support ERGJ and the youth uh, financial literacy that you do and touch lives that I wouldn't have been able to touch before. So that invigorates me. Uh, this the wild idea concept. I give divine credit, you know, because we are co-created beings. We're divine beings. And that download may have come to many people, which I've often heard it from industry colleagues that said I had the same idea. And we can expand on that if you want when people do that. I have the same idea. And what is what what is it that distinguishes you from somebody else that had the same idea? Because we see that a lot. True? Absolutely. I was just gonna ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just say shout out to those that are listening. Uh Melanie, Wakita, Vivian, thank you all for tuning in. For those of you that are uh tuning in as well, make sure you hashtag replay on the show. We're gonna repurpose this um on Ready Set Real Estate so my listening audience audience can hear because we're going to I know the direction we'd like to go into is touching touching on the student loans, Robert F. Smith. And I'm going to give some free game tonight for those who are paying attention, Evan. We're going to bless some folks tonight with some free real estate game, some free 99, because all we're asking you is to share and empower each other. And when I, what I realize is um, I continue to, and Evan and I talk about this, is really simplifying things. A lot of the things that we're thinking, you guys, we're overcomplicating a lot of this stuff. And it's so, so simple. It's, it's just down to the basics. So before I jump into that, I want to touch on that when we talk about ideation and there's this thing called universal flow. And some of you may be f familiar with it as far as uh, law of attraction, visualization, law of magnetism. You're talking about high vibration and frequencies. And, and I'm, I, we've already gave that disclaimer. So if you're not there, you're going you're gonna to rise to this level to the, tonight. Uh, Evan said this disclaimer, this next level, high level conversation, uh, because uh, currency, albeit a spiritual currency, albeit monetary currency, and I do this in a course called Spirit of Business, where we talk about uh, this, that currency comes in different forms. And oftentimes we're paper chasing and not identifying that we're actually manifesting money or currency in different ways. And the I, it, with that flow of currency comes ideas and what the people as an energy like a masses group mass group of people are calling forth these ideas <laughs> hey mark these these massive group of people that are calling forth a desire and that's that's energy saying i wish i had i wish i knew and they're they're wanting these tools and then when you're in that flow and you're receptive right? That means you're in tune, mind, body, spirit, you're into and you're receptive and you're open to that. Guess what? That idea, ideation, that idea that comes in, that comes fast as lightning, which is why tonight I implore you, if you're not, if you don't have a pen, a paper or a tool, you're on your tablet taking notes or recording this, uh, I'm going to say first, shame on you, right? Don't come on the Black Money Power Show. Anything that ERGJ is, 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 is saying and, and you don't have 
no, you're not ready to take notes. So I really have to I have to implore you to do that. Take notes, and and that way you can re revisit this. So as we talk about ideation and ideas, that they come very quickly, and they come in the form of dreams. My idea came at, came to me at about one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I sat at my laptop and I just start typing. Uh, and that was one of the rare times that I actually journal on my laptop. I normally journal in, I have a journal book and I, I'm more tactile. I like to feel the paper. I want to write it down, the, the vibration of the pen. That was a rare night that I stayed up and I took that idea that I received and I just let it flow. It was a freestyle writing. And I finished at six o'clock in the morning that morning. And and I'm not knocking to say that it, you know, you've got to, this is where I, where I say again, people complicate things. I want to write a book. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I kid you not, you guys, from one o'clock to six o'clock in the morning is when I wrote this book. What I then have to teach myself is actually how to format a book, how to set up a publishing company, how to do all the logistics and the things. And that didn't come until three months later. Why? Because I really started to hear around me people saying, I wish I had, wish I knew, which goes back to the universal flow of people saying, I need an answer to a problem, quote unquote problem. I don't really like to use that word, but for example purposes, I'm gonna call it problem. I like to say challenges. Uh, why? Because the mind actually orients or reorients itself to solution much more easier when you use the word challenge. Problem speaks to self-esteem. Use problem, then immediately you get emotionally attached to that. And that's why you got to be careful when you use words like the struggle is real. And when you're buying into the myth conception of things have to be hard and, and the problem and the challenge and you're making these things difficult for yourself because as a man thinketh, then so he is, right? If you're calling forth this energy, then that's what it's going to be. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. And so with that, I had that idea and that concept is I use that energy and I put it out into the physical. My physically writing it down is now it's in existence. The difference between, I would say, what distinguishes me from, from someone else with the idea is that I actually went and learned what do I do next. I went to the BFF, typed it up, and I said, how to publish a book. How to publish a book. And I got a nice little eight-step guide. Go figure, Evan. Go <laughs> figure. Yeah, go figure. I got an eight-step guide on how to publish a book. And that's what I did. And then it became learning about marketing and advertising and then getting connected with the, uh, the libraries and schools and various organizations. I wasn't waiting on any publisher to come tell me that it was okay. Why? Because I had already got divine approval that it was okay for me to do it. I didn't have to ask permission. I stopped asking permission a long time ago and that's when my life changed. I kid you not, when I stopped asking permission, because there are a lot of people that you think are for you and they're not. Be careful of who you're sharing your ideas with, which is why it's important to be as a part of networks and, and clubs and organizations like the BBC, is because then you're, you're connected with like-minded individuals that are going to support the ideation, that are going to support the manifestation, that are going to support the journey, and that they can really say, this is how to do it, this is how I do it, instead of when you ask for help, nobody tells you. Because I've done that. 
I've asked, and but I realized I've asked the wrong people and I'm not asking enough people. Those are my two, two lessons right now that I've asked the wrong people. And when they've shown me that they're not about me, why? And how do we decide, how do we discern when they're not for you? Because if they've already done it and you ask for help and they don't give you that info, they're not for you. It's just really easy. It's not for you. And it, it can come in two forms. And not and nothing at any point did I say were they gonna help you for free, Evan? Did I say that? No, not yet. No, right? So then that's what we're then that's where we're distinguishing our level of, of, of investment, right? What are we willing to commit? What are we willing to invest? And that becomes that support, that help can be somebody say, yeah, I'm happy to help you for, here's my consult, right? The golden girls, the Jacqueline says, stop asking for permission. And that's where we get caught up. We, we're asking instead of moving the idea into doing. And I will say this, of all the co-creation and creation and publications and all this wonderful stuff, right? The long list of the accomplishments, Evan, would you actually believe that's me falling forward? That's me failing forward? What do you mean by that? I've been learning how to do this. <laughs> Every right. expert was once a beginner. And I go, oh, first book, I learned how to do it. Guess what? Now I have the formula, it becomes easier. Now I'm six bucks in, right? I'm ebook now, course creation presentations i have the tools i have i've learned and i'm learning to perfect that but guess what i had to get out my own way by continually asking people begging people and we get caught up with that old mentality when i step in the room and people ask me who i am you you better believe i say i'm super agent that is my trademark that is my federal trademark i invested money in that i invested time and i have shown and proved that that's my trademark represents something unique that no one in the industry has ever done i can own that and it's actually a part of legacy as well i find it um yeah i got a couple of things to say about that um I, I, when you say stop asking for permission the first thing i thought about was what if what if noah had to ask all the people in the, of the earth for permission to build the ark <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think I should build this boat <laughs> or whatever? Right. I think that'd be interesting. And then second, um, you mentioned this word freestyle. Everybody putting comments on freestyle. Um, I, I find that a very interesting um, word because um, as people may get these uh, these unctions, these ideas, these dreams, mm -hmm. these goals, they really it really requires you to be free to uh, to accept them. Right, I find that um, being caught up in the daily minutia of things, whether it is, hey, I go, I, I go to work, I get up at seven, I go to work, uh, you know, I come home at five, I, you know, take care of the kids, I eat dinner, I watch a little TV, I go to bed at eleven, and then I do it all over again. Like, when are we actually open to freestyle? You see what I'm saying? So, whereas, man, something, how dare God interrupt me at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, you know, what I mean, how how dare uh, the creator of all of this that we have, we see and we're around, how dare they interrupt me when I'm trying to get my sleep and I got to go to work in the morning? So being free to receive even the idea itself, or free to you're going to receive it, but free to accept it and say, man, man, I just got woke up. Versus how dare you wake me up? Right. Yeah, I think that has a lot to play with as well. It tells me that you are um you are in a space that you are open to receive or you're not 
I, I was, and that's, that's exactly what I shared in tune, right? I called it being in tune, mind, body, spirit, ready to receive. And that's identifying the difference between prayer and meditation, right? Prayer, we're asking, and we've said this before, and I, I've made a joke and I've jested that we say, oh, baby, baby, please, oh, God, please, we're begging, please, 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 instead of getting into this mindset that you as a co-creator, you've already been given the permission, it's already been approved in you, because you cannot conceive what you cannot see in the mind's eye. You cannot conceive what you cannot see in the mind's eye. So if you're seeing it in the mind's eye, it's possible. It's possible. I'm working on a, a top secret project right now. <laughs> and because it's in my, I, I, what excites me, Evan, is because I can see it. So right now, you know, I've got uh, NDAs and, and please put in the comments NDAs when we talk about ideation, non-disclosure agreements. Get an NDA when you start speaking to people. You, don't, you just don't start sharing unless they're in your intimate circle. But when you start pitching and you really need to start building things and creating things, you have to be strategic about NDAs and trademarking, copywriting. And, and we've covered that before in the past. And those are things that I do offer in a console from ideation support to making sure you have all those tools in place to support you moving that forward. I'm okay with signing NDAs because I don't want your idea. I really want to see you succeed uh, because these are things that I've learned to put forth the, the NDA and protecting ourselves with it. Uh, that way we don't go, oh man, that was my idea and, and this, that, and the third. It's just you making sure you're putting the tools in place. You know, one of the things that you said, and I, I <laughs> it's funny when you said about waking up at one o'clock in the morning, because I have a concept. Uh, I'm actually working on a business model. Uh, I'm reframing a business model specifically because I'm up at that time. And for for years, ever since I was a child, my, my mother has said this, you know, she used to call me sleeping beauty because I would be up all night and sleep all day. That's just been my natural clock. And what, what I've realized then as, a, as an adult, I keep trying to fit in to everybody else's schedule. Rather than it just occurred to me, right? This is the download that divine source, God, saying, um, you're not to be fitting into everybody else. You're to be creating something for everyone else that is just like you. Now, imagine how many of us are sitting on this, something unique to us individually, our DNA, and we say, what if I create something like this where more people can experience it, right? Because I'm finding interest and you find those groups of people, those like-minded individuals that are in the same way. You've got a now a niche market and niche marketing is so important right now. It's, it always has been. I mean, <laughs> it's always has been, but it's so much more that more important. Why? Because social media is now forcing people to be more authentic in who they are in terms of the products and the services that they push, sell, and support. I love what Felicia says. We were already born to success. It's our birthright. <laughs> That's right. Evan? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you were done? I was listening. I, I, oh, you were listening. You were done. I See, 
And I know when you're listening intently, it's because one or two things happen with Evan. So Evan challenges me, that's what we do. <laughs> and then he says, all right, where is she going with this? And, and for me, I'm excited about that. And I'm just sharing with you all right now, because you're, you're, you're watching me in my human experience, right? Spiritual being having this human experience. And instead of me forcing myself, because I'm sure there's a lot of people, I'm not, I don't think I'm the only one where societal paradigms are trying to force you to fit in when, again, we've heard this expression, God was God designed you the way you are because you are unique, you're a unique expression, and you should be expressing yourself in that right and in that way, and then you attach monetizing it, products, knowledge, and service. You guys are covering science of getting rich, Wallace Waddles, knowledge, product, and service. Absolutely. And so um, that's that's very interesting as well because I, I find that um, although we recognize that we're unique and although I, I believe we understand that there are others that are just like us, we still, because of culture and society and mm -hmm. habit and uh, you know, years and years of nine to five, we have not learned how to really think outside the box. And because we haven't learned how to think outside the box, we haven't learned how to live outside of the box either. Agreed, agreed. I'm gonna segue in two things. Um, I just had a thought, but I think that was a great segue so we can talk about thinking outside the box with the student loan game. Um, the student loan game is one of them. I wanted to just touch on in terms of society and culturally, so I have an issue with people saying, um, you know, the greatest and everybody else wakes up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning and they're, you know, they're, they do the meditation and get the day started. Well, I'm going to sleep around that time because I've been up already. And so this is why for me, I'm catering to, I'm not getting caught up with what society and everybody else is trying to reprogram you and train you to do things. I'm going to challenge that because I'm saying my clock, my natural energy, I've, and I mean, this is me doing through my coaches, through my, my spiritual advisors, through my team that have supported me and continue to support me, have affirmed and said, Lisa, you get your energy from the moon. You don't get it from the sun, you get it from the moon. So this is me, again, identifying and acknowledging this is my unique energy, my expression. And Evan and I, you talk, you and I talk about this because you're you're actually going just to. We have a three-hour time zone, so either I'm up and you're signing off. And I asked you one day. I said, "When do you sleep?" I said, "What time do you go to sleep?" You said, "When I'm when I'm tired, whatever time that is." <laughs> I think that was a phenomenal answer because you're like, yeah, when I get up, I have, this is what I have planned and it, but you go to sleep when you're tired. It's not like this quote unquote set time, which I think was wonderful. Um, so with that being said, <sighs> segue into thinking outside the box. And, right, and, so, and we had a, so we had a, uh, you know, we, uh, for those that don't know, if you don't know the story already, we've been talking, I've been talking about this all week, just because I just happened to write about this brother. Um, you know, in the wonderful book called and stuff. He's just up there. You see him right there in a the red tie up there somewhere. Um, right. right on uh, Sunday that just passed, uh, Robert Smith, the uh, the richest black person in America, uh, did a commencement speech at Morehouse, and he uh, a uh, did a pledge to pay off the 2019 class of 2019 student loans. And so, 
you know, I went into a whole spiel about different perspectives of that. And then uh, here I come talking to Miss Lisa, and Miss Lisa has a whole nother spiel on it uh, because she comes from the, the mind of a real estate professional and, uh, and, and really, you know, how to uh, leverage is what I would best call it, is how to leverage you know, right. a strategy that could be used by these uh, the, by these young bucks who might be uh, you know benefiting from this gift of philanthropy. Um, so, what's your take uh, on this? Uh, uh, you know, from a real estate perspective, and 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 some some ways that they can really walk away getting maximum benefit from this gift. So, here's one of the things in terms. I, it's so funny because you know the more I think about this, I go, wow, because you just reminded me. By the way they don't have to pay this money back. Now, over a four year period, let's say on average, if they successfully did it over four years, um, I know for people four and a half, five years, but we're, for example purposes, we'll say four year period. <clears throat> I heard some student loans ranging from 40,000 to $90,000. One of the things that we need to identify right now is definitions of what the student loan is, is what you're supposed to use it for. Uh, I am, by the way, an example of a college grad, and I, I, I broke even. And when I say that, I owed no money and I had no money when I graduated college. I came out with a degree in psychology and finance, and I also had my real estate license because I knew I wanted to do real estate. And my goal for myself was to have my degree and my license at the same time. So I ended up passing the real estate exam April, uh, 2006 when I graduated. Uh, by the time I graduated June, I had my real estate license. So that for me was a huge peak, uh, considering I also was a young mom. I'm, I, you know, was a 17 and pregnant. I graduated top of my class. So I worked. I had a child. Um, I did all grants. I applied for all scholarships that I was eligible for every single year. I never took out any student loans. So that's been my personal journey. And I know, Evan, you and I, we talked about statistics about what is the challenge with people working and, and paying their way through school. That's a whole nother dynamic you could touch on, but I, let me just cover, for example purposes, student loans, right? And, and I remember the SAR, right? The SAR report, the SAR says, this is what your ex expected contribution uh, should be towards uh, the year as a student. So that's housing, that's gas, that's food, that's tuition, that's books, that's clothing. They factor it all in and they say, this is what it's going to cost you pretty much to survive for the year. You borrowing money, albeit uh, Pell grants, state grants, uh, various grants, depending where you are, they add that in conjunction with student loans and their various types of student loans. And so they put that on a report and say, well, coupled together, this is how much it's going to cost. Interestingly, by default now, I don't know if they're still doing it. I know when I had last checked, um, maybe about two or three years ago, the default, by default, the application would automatically check off student loans. You had to deselect the student loan portion and say, no, I'm, I don't want the student loan. So I know when I was still in college, they were doing that. I would have to deselect. I didn't want the student loan of $10,000. I'll take the grant for 3,000. There was another one for 500 or $1,000 just for being a state resident. 
and so forth. And then that's another thing we need to discuss about non, uh, non-resident tuition versus resident tuition. Asking ourselves, why are we, you know, we're paying exorbitant amount of money because we're leaving our state and we're being charged a non-resident tuition fee. I don't know if anybody knows that, but I thought let's just discuss this since we're on this topic because I really want wait, to wait, give wait, you wait, the wait, whole. Wait, wait one second, don't be uh, don't be messing up my uh, my my um how to graduate college debt free uh, pro- presentation. Okay, I won't I won't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I already got all my content together now. You know they're gonna pay a little bit of money for that one. <laughs> okay, did I did I say I was gonna get some? I was gonna get some free games. I already I. See, and that's the thing. We 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 we're chasing we're chasing titles. We're chasing all kinds of stuff instead of prestige. you know we prestige. prestige. We're coming out with we're coming out with double masters in sociology with two hundred thousand dollars in student loan. I I had a client that had that. No name. I'm not going to name names. Two hundred thousand uh, dollars. She went to a very prestigious school. She has a double masters, one in sociology, and makes sixty eight thousand. She makes sixty eight thousand dollars a year. Those numbers don't make sense to me. Why? (laughs) Because here's why. Here's the issue with that. Because our folks are actually using student loans to survive. As long as you're taking 12 to 16 units as a full-time student, you can borrow money. You can borrow money all you want because you're quote unquote an eligible student. Now let's get into the student loan hacking is which what I'm talking about right now. How do we get to year, year four of this game and we at least have some property to show for or be eligible to purchase property. So you're borrowing student loans. Imagine, imagine, just imagine if you saved a percent, 2%, 3%, 5% of that. Because you're getting this money every quarter, every semester. And if you were budgeting and saving a portion of that, because again, it said you use it towards housing. We need to expand our definition of housing because if we're now saving a portion of that towards housing by year four, did you know that a lender will give you a credit for employment if you're a full-time student? Meaning you say, hey, I actually wasn't working this last year, two years or three or four years because I was a full-time student. No problem. We'll give you credit for that equivalent as employment. Additionally, do you have an offer letter from an employer? You got a job or, and I'm not, I'm not going to touch on the business aspect of it yet. If you're self-employed that we'll get to that, but let's say you now want to, you, you know, you groom, you've been groomed to be an employee, which some universities are grooming you to do that. There are private universities that are grooming you to be bosses. Are we actually thinking about that? We make those selections. I don't know, but I know those are discussions I have in my circle, Evan, your circles, are you are, are we looking into that? Are you gonna be covering that when you talk about graduating with no loan? There are some universities that groom you to be bosses. And some they groom you to be great employees. And that's fine. I'm not knocking it because not everybody can do that. I'm saying now that you've graduated, degree in hand, and if you have been saving proportionately X amount, because guess what? You're it the clock to repay doesn't start when? Until when, Evan? Uh, about six months after graduation. <laughs> there it is, right? So now you stacked, you stacked the money, a portion of it is what you should have been strategically doing. And people have done this, and I've 
showed people how to do this. This is the first time publicly, I am saying this publicly. This is the first time I'm saying this publicly. And this is actually a client right now that is an escrow right now that has done this. He's done this. Um, offer letter, he didn't even have a paycheck, a pay stub yet. He had an offer letter from his employer saying he's going to make this. The lender calls the employer and ver does a VOE, which is called a verification of employment. They call HR, HR says, yes, he started effective this day. This is his pay. Here's any bonuses or anticipations of what we expect to do. And the lender factors that in. And he's got his down payment money, right? Because he's leveraging OPM, which is other people's money. I'll be a student loan or, or the lender to buy a property. It's the same thing. You leveraging other people's money to put yourself in a position. Now, what if I what if we had this wild idea that those who are part of these um, you know, these professional <laughs> I shouldn't, I, I'm gonna be nice tonight because I, I, those who are from frats and sororities and you guys, you guys are Greeks, you know, you Greeks. What if you all pull together, you save that portion and you buy your own frat house, you buy your own sorrow house because you, you have to live somewhere. I don't know. I mean, maybe what I'm saying is, is it don't make sense, Evan. Well, so it's, so here's the thing. It's not about it not making sense. It's about, it, it, it's about a change in the, ideology thought process of a culture i mean because the very first thing that we have to get into is this is this is this four-letter cuss word called saving like to be able to, to 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 look at something and say man if i do this and then say i'm going to do this which is save um that right that in and of itself um is the beginning of the process right so to uh so to say to so to so to especially as a young buck who may not have even been uh, introduced to the concept of financial education, financial literacy, what it means to put yourself in position, how to leverage or use other people's money. I mean, this is really a, uh, it's not even a wild idea. It's just, it's wild to us, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just right. because our, I remember Lisa that, um, and it's very interesting. It's just kind of off topic, but on topic. When I um, when I first started getting my taxes done, when I first got into the realm of of adulthood, uh, I remember going to some um, some uh, Asian tax professionals, and they were the only ones to ever make suggestions of what I should do with my refund. And they would say something like, "Go ahead and pay off the house. Go ahead and add two, three thousand dollars on the house because I'm getting four thousand, five thousand back." Of course, me, you know, and my 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 ignorance i ain't thinking nothing about paying off the house right but they were the only ones to really even say something about here's some suggestions of what you should do with this money that you're going to get back called a tax return or a refund and um and so even this as a concept that's really not a wild idea but it still factors around some of the same disciplines uh that um you're you're going to budget right you're going to live below your means even if that means isn't a job but it's other people's money um that you're going to save a percentage of what comes in because student loans don't come in a big lump sum they come in quarter after quarter right or whatever however that that, that payment into you is and yeah. it also ventures to say that you don't have to spend every dime of what you receive as far as the loan is concerned right so this right. is um this is uh uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's the shifting of a philosophical change of an entire culture, which starts with one or two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it takes a village, it starts with us.
it, it starts with us. And that's one of been, that's been the biggest challenge is what I see for clients that come across come across and walk into our office or, you know, I'll be, you come online, you get to, you like what I, what, what you heard. And then when I have to unpack what's been going on, I find out that you've been living off of the student loan. And that's why you now have been in school for eight years is because you've been living off of the loan instead of being strategic. And again, this goes back to exactly what you said, because we got a must double master's in sociology and there's no prerequisite that says you need to take a finance course an accounting course, a personal budget uh, class, which is one of the courses they offer is personal budgeting, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. So now we're talking about an elective that you can choose to take and, and maybe, right. hopefully, uh, you know, you get it suggested for you to take by the good old parents and say, hey, you're going to take this class. We're going to add this to your. And uh, see, those, your and, those are, and those are things you, you know, that's right. You gave me the word for it. And that's even a perspective that, you know. And, and, and so let me let me finish this thought and then I'm going to call. I'm going I'm to say what it is about student loans. You saying that it's an elective, right, that goes back to the system of the education. Why is it not required like English and math and history and science? You you required to learn U.S. history, but you're not required to have this elective on personal budgeting. Why? Because student loans, like the mortgage industry, is what makes this economy go round. Student loans, you have people to this day have been paying on student loans to this day. And I'm talking about 20, 15, 20 years. No, more, bigger, longer than that. <laughs> longer than that right and and it, it was interesting and, and i'll share this for people that that weren't privy to this there actually was a time you guys that in the real estate industry they weren't counting your student loans against you which means it was a very short window where people were purchasing property and this the large student loan debt was not factored in against you and then it changed to now where the student loan is factored against you. And it's changed again right now where they're no longer looking at the entire loan amount, but they're now just considering a percentage of it based on what you're paying. So for those who are listening and are on deferment and you're, you gotta, you've got to get with your team of professionals. This is why I talk about your top five, your real estate professional, your financial advisor, your accountant, your attorney, and a holistic or PCP doctor. These are people, your mind, body, and spirit. These are your top five. You don't have it now. You need to start thinking about these are the people that you need to have on your team. Why? Because this is strategic planning. You, you Today, you don't say, I want to buy a house you or invest in a property. That's strategic planning, especially from a tax planning standpoint. For those people who are not, are not ready, I'll be yourself employed. Um, you've got to have those numbers reflect a certain amount and that takes time. That's a two, two to year, two to three year tax period because the lender, if you're not buying cash, and if you're in a state where you need to borrow, and and, I, and I'm gonna be mindful of that there are some states that you can still uh, purchase reasonably um, low, and I know that's relative to income and and wages and, and of that uh, locale. But for the most part, people are borrowing. So if you're financing. The lender is looking is what is called the AGI on your tax return, which is your adjusted gross income. That means that after you wrote off all kinds of stuff on your taxes, why? Because you don't want to pay taxes. 
you went from main earning sixty thousand a year to twelve thousand dollars, which means the lender is looking at twelve thousand, not sixty thousand. So there has to be strategic planning in place. I'm not saying to do that forever. You do what you want. You seek advice uh, and counsel with with your your team. But in terms of real estate, I always I always share folks and I implore with them when it comes to credit. You talk to the lender. Why? If you got credit challenges, he'll fix it for free. We've done it. Why? Because if we can't get you a loan, nobody makes money. Again, this goes back to the simple things that we discuss. I don't need to bill you $89. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to, 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 to step on anybody who's in here who's doing that. But do know that um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has just launched a lawsuit against the two largest credit repair companies. And I've said this. I've stated my position about this. Be mindful when you jump and doing these things and you think you're helping other people, you're not, you're really causing more harm to them because these things are free. And if it's really about investing in real estate or purchasing property, you go to a rep, reputable direct lender or contact someone like myself, and, or if not me, another agent professional that can help you. Why? Because this stuff doesn't cost money. If we can't get you a loan, nobody's going to make money. So we put you on a strategy, on a plan and say, this is what we need to clean up off your credit report. We say specifically what matters and specifically what doesn't matter. And right now, lenders aren't looking at issues like medical bills and stuff like that. Those are things you could write a letter and explain, hey, I was going through an illness. Hey, I got sick. Hey, my wife had cancer. Da, 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 da. Life is happening. There, we call those long story loans. And you explain, explain that and express that. So I've already converted people to cancel those credit repair stuff. And lo and behold, you got this big lawsuit happening right now. And there are more to follow. There are more to follow. And there are more people that they're going to come after. Because why? This is they're, they're, they're purporting to help when they're not. They're not delivering results. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you know, I can go in on that, but I just keep quiet. And my, just keep quiet to my little self over here. Just, uh, you know, just keep watching. Uh, watching the blind. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that as a as an industry professional. I've I've said this before on my own show. I've crossed on other people's show. I've been saying this for like two years because that whole thing popped up like payday loans, which the CFPB and the uh, Business Oversight Department is actually going after as well. Those payday loans are about to disappear too. So. Man, oh man. <laughs> yep, yep, this is Black Woman Wednesday, people, man. You know, at least we got to wrap this thing up. I got to get on into investment education. Uh, well, man, yeah, free game tonight, man. Licks level conversations, man. And <laughs> y'all already know we could, we could keep going on and on and on. Ooh, uh, I was just getting started. Just <laughs> getting started, man. But the, the BBC calls, man. But this is Black Woman Wednesday, man. New Black Wall Street uh, presenting a uh, 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 um, this special presentation, and it's your time now, uh, Lisa, to, to have your uh, your final um, words for the Black War. Uh, first, I want to say thank you, Evan, for, again, creating this platform and allowing uh, us to express ourselves. I want to uh, say to my sisters, my queens, I need you. We need you. You're appreciated. You don't have to ask for permission. You are a goddess, warrior, a spiritual, divine, beautiful being. I love you. We love you. And we are waiting for you. Whatever has been planted in you, it is for you to share as a gift with the world. 
I love you. I love you. I love you, Evan. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love you as well, man. New Black Wall Street, man. Black Woman Wednesday. Uh, in the comments below, man, again, I'd like for you guys that are in comments that are watching right now, they'll be watching on the replay. Man, go ahead and put in the comments below what you love and appreciate about the black woman. Uh, this is a show that's all about uplifting and inspiring and encouraging. And uh, I'm quite a, I'm, I'm quite sure there's some sisters that want to do some sister empowerment, but there's some brothers that want to do some sister empowerment as well. And you have an opportunity with your words, with your vocabulary to do that right now in the comments below. Uh, you guys can, uh, where, where can people find you? How to follow you, Miss Lisa Puerto? Oh, definitely. So stay connected. Uh, definitely invite you at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at LA Super Agent. I have a YouTube channel where you can check out all the archive. I think I'm over 300 plus episodes on both personal development and on real estate content featuring over 60 plus independent uh, contractors. This means businesses and careers as part of the real estate industry. Why? Because people oftentimes want to get into real estate, but you know, doing sales and being a real estate professional is not oftentimes uh, kind of the cookie cutter uh, for everyone. So what I've done or decided to do is feature everybody else from the loan officer to the escrow, to the title, to the inspector, to the appraiser, and on and on and on. Why? Because our children need to know that we are very integral in this industry. And if you leave it up to mainstream media, we don't exist, but it took somebody to lay the floor, to, to run the roof, to run the electrical, the plumbing, the lighting, every single aspect of real estate, even the trucking industry is part of real estate because they ex excavate the land. So we are very integral and we need to be in those positions. And do remember that those positions cannot be outsourced out of this country. So I don't care how degreed you get, these are people that are running six figure plus a year businesses. And all those are trades. Those are vocations that require licenses and certifications and some training. You don't have to get saddled in student loan. Absolutely, man. Uh, thanks so much, man, for sharing again. Uh, Miss Lisa Puerto here on the New Black Wall Street and a Black Woman Wednesday. That's right, Black Woman Wednesday, man. Uh, Felice Garcia, thank you, Queen Lisa Puerto, for opening our eyes to things we need to do to do to better our financial situation. Miss Mank is the Golden Girls. Excellent information, very informative. Thanks, Lisa, man. So uh, kudos are going out to you uh, and the uh, presentation information you shared today. Well, guys, hey, uh, we got to get up out of here, man. I'm ERGJ, a certified financial educator. And I want you guys to remember this, uh, that it takes a village, uh, but it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. But thank God that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. The new Black Wall Street. Thanks you for joining the show. We gave a lot of great tips, but it's time to go. Take the knowledge we shared. Hope you use it and grow. We'll yeah, see you yeah. all there at the next episode of the new Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street.